Hello, my lovelies. I am Christian relationship coach, Carla Webb. I am relentless in empowering women to create healthy relationships with themselves, others, and God by coaching them on how to set healthy boundaries so that they can take back power and control of their lives and live the life they were meant to live. I believe we were created by God to be in relationships where we feel truly loved, treated with honor and respect and cherished. In each episode of If You Only Knew, we will have real, honest conversations. Conversations that will possibly challenge you and hopefully set you free. So let's get started. Well, hello, my lovelies, and welcome to another episode of If You Only Knew with Coach Carla. And today I have one of my dearest friends that I just love from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> and I, I met her when I was going through a really, really difficult high conflict divorce And I was just coming to terms with identifying as a victim of domestic violence. And I got asked to be a part of a documentary with Project Reveal uh, and to talk about emotional abuse. And that is when I was introduced to the Miss Lovely Stacey Godbold. So welcome, 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 Stacey. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm oh so proud God. of you. This is incredible. Well, thank you. Uh, you have inspired me to do these kinds of things and to, um, I mean, you are, you love storytelling. You are a storyteller and just being a part of your documentary and, and the power of sharing your story, you introduced me to that. And I, I thank you for it. Thank you. You know, I, when we tell our stories, we are, it's, it's such a healing process. And I, you know, I've, I've learned so much since, since that time. And I really understand how I process my information and my emotions, and I really do it through speaking. And so um, as we tell our stories, I, I heal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So as anybody who's been following this podcast for any amount of time, which is, I think this is episode five. So yes. Yeah. You, know, you know, you gotta start somewhere. Yes. Um, this oh, is- this is so great. And I, you know. I am totally in love with the name of your organization more than ever, as I understand today. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You only knew. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful. It's so powerful. Because, well, just addressing that, you know, the if you only knew is, and especially I came up with that before even social media was even a thing especially to this extent. And with social media, we definitely have our, our Instagram life. And then we're sitting there only knew if you only knew what if the you only knew. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, when I did the documentary with you guys, it was such an eye opening experience and it makes me so angry sometimes, not really, but I get kind of like, you know, I sat and listened to you tell your story intimately with me. And then my co-producer and I edited that documentary for a very long time. And it was like the first time I was introduced to any kind of emotional or narcissistic abuse or anything like this, right? It was my first time. And I'm, you know, in my 30s, late 30s, mid 30s at the time. And, and I, and then, you know, years later I got myself into a relationship like this and it was like, man, and it's just so sneaky and it it is, it is, it is baffling. It's baffling. Mm. Well, yeah, let's, so let's talk about that. I mean, that's what this, this podcast is about is relationships and specifically those that have been in toxic or abusive relationships. And the question always is, you know, like, well, how did you get into it? And why didn't you, why didn't you just leave? And, and, 
and it, it seems like it should be so cut and dry, so black and white, but it really is an incremental, I, I always refer to the analogy of the frog in the water, in the mm-hmm. boiling water. You know, if you just threw a, a frog in a pot of boiling water, it would jump out. But what happens is that you put a frog in, in room temperature water and you just slowly increase the heat until it boils it to death. Because you're like, is it this bad? Is it really that bad? Right. Do I feel it? Is it that bad? And then you, and then this is your normal. And then you don't yes. know how to... Yeah, I mean, so I'll start from the beginning. That way we can talk about... Because I think it's important to also discuss like how, how you get into a relationship like this, why you don't uh-huh. leave. And then the leaving process is unbelievable. Yeah. Oh it was, my gosh. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And then, and then the healing from it is the yes. most beautiful part and, and, so, and horribly painful. But, uh, um, yeah. so, so b- before you start, I'm just going to put a disclaimer out here. So I, anybody who comes on my podcast has the freedom to speak freely and how they speak and how they express themselves. So there may be some cursing involved and I'm okay with that. And if you're not okay with that, then you probably just need to hit, you know, exit out. (laughs) I'm going to do my best Carla, because I have a really filthy mouth, but today I feel really Zen and I feel like sometimes it's important to respect your audience. I am feeling that today because I have been on many podcasts where I am just loosey mouth. And Mm -hmm. today, I don't believe I'm going to do that. Maybe I might, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I feel Zen. Well, I just want you to have the freedom to express yourself the way that you express yourself. So I just wanted you to know, I'm not going to put a limit on you. Uh, (laughs) And if if a few F-bombs fly, you know, that it may, because sometimes, you know, like I say, I love Jesus, but I, I curse a little. And sometimes there just isn't anything that describes it any better. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and so there you go. Thank you. Yes. Thank so you. So you have, you, you found yourself in yeah. a, well, a toxic relationship and you're like, what the crap? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, um, was in a, a really wonderful marriage and, and, you know, things, we both made some decisions that created an unhealthy, um, relationship. And, Mm -hmm. um, during that time, I felt really out of control, really, Mm -hmm. really, really out of control. And so when I met my narcissist, I was okay. First of all, so I consider what I was in, in, in narcissist abuse. And there are a million different variations of this and people can show up in a million different ways mm-hmm. in, in abuse. And so you c- there's so many resources out there. And what's lovely about it is not, they don't fit in like one category. So I'll just tell mm-hmm. you about my situation. And if it, and, and you know, if somebody relates to it, that would be what would be wonderful. But my sure. narcissist was very gregarious and just charming and mm. just bigger than life and, and, and really likable and very handsome. And, you know, it was total, ah, I want to cuss already. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's bullshit. I mean, it was, it's not real. And mm-hmm. I, and, and the reason, you know, I may light up when I, when I talk about that is because it was so energetically appealing. Mm, Yes. And it, it, it was, it was, I was so drawn to that. I mean, I just was like, wow, this is a wonderful opportunity. I get to, you know, he had lots of friends and I was like, just so enamored, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's not real. I mean, it's, it's, um, that's not real. But anyway, so, but with that, with that personality came control and he told me what to think and how to think and, and, and was so controlling that it was such an appeal to me at that time because I felt so out of control that mm. that was, it was a safe place for me. I felt very safe 
because I, I didn't know what to do and I felt crazy and I had somebody come in and tell me, tell me what to do. Tell me what to think. Tell me how to handle things. And it was, it was absolutely perfect. I loved it, you know, and until, um, until I got healthy again. Mm. So I, okay. That is something that is so interesting and it's so hard for people to understand because if anybody knew, anybody came in contact with you and saw you and knew you, they, you, I mean, nobody would put you in the category of like meek and, you know, doesn't doesn't have an opinion and needs everybody else to think for her. I mean, like you started your own nonprofit organization. You do, did documentaries, put on girl power events. (laughs) So we have this idea that anybody who would get into one of these relationships is just like a freaking doormat. Exactly. And And I am not a doormat. Exactly. But I, on the, and, and, but I was, I was in such a transition period for me. This is just how I feel like I ended up in this space is that like, Uh I was really drawn to this kind of personality for me. And then, um, then the, the shaming started because, Mm. you know, he knew where I came from. He knew the kind of situation that I was in. And so there was so much, um, unhealthy love. And, and for me, um, the way that I can characterize this relationship is I have never felt so alone Mm -hmm. and being in a relationship at the same time. All of his love for me was conditional and Mm -hmm. I was never enough. I was never enough. And I was trying so hard to be what he wanted me to be. Like, I was like, um, it was like everything had a condition. I needed to do this for us to move forward. I needed to do this for us to move forward. And I never could ever be what, you know, it was just always something. And, and it was like dangling it over me. And, mm. um, it was, it, it was just, that's, that is, that is, that is abuse. That is, to not love somebody for who they are today and mm-hmm. to be withholding yes. is, is abusive. And um, another thing that was really hard for me, you know, is I would get vulnerable and I would, and I would share something really vulnerable, like a trigger or a insecurity or a jealousy, you know, and in that moment he would say, thank you for sharing that. You know, that is, yeah, you know, it's going to be okay. And then the next day, and the following days and weeks and weeks after that, it was constant shaming for that thing. Oh, yeah. Using it against you. Absolutely. All the time. And, and, and yeah. then using it against me that we can't grow in this relationship. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, I would say, God, I had a trigger last night, you know, um, you know, you went out and, and I, and I didn't hear from you. And, and I know that, you know, I'm, I'm, this is a me problem, but would you make me feel better about this? You know, you know, will you just tell me that everything's okay? And you were, cause I was in this really gross place. Like I had no, mm-hmm. I, and so, and he would say, yes, of course. You know, I was, I was with my friends and everything's okay. And you know, but the next day and the following days and the weeks after that, it was like, just shaming me and putting me down and telling me that I wasn't ready for a relationship because I had triggers or insecurities. And how could I be, how could I even love him? And just why he can't go out because, you know, I'm going to freak out. But I mean, I was like, no, I'm just expressing to you a vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And this is what relationships are. And so, um, constantly, may I, may I just interject as to that is why counseling, uh, Couples counseling, marriage counseling does not work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And it's actually harmful. Yes. It is harmful to you to try to do couples counseling or marriage counseling with an abusive narcissistic person, because that's exactly what they do is you go in there and you 
you be vulnerable because you can't change what you don't acknowledge and you can't heal and you can't fix what's wrong unless you put it out there and you put it out there. And as soon as you walk out the door or a couple of days later, they use everything that you opened up about and everything. turn it back on you. And everything. You. There Every are, time. there are doc PhDs, psychologists, psychiatrists. They're out there saying this, that like mm-hmm. couples counseling is is just not going to work with a narcissistic abuser because that this is what they do, and and mm-hmm. you can't be vulnerable. You cannot be vulnerable with them. No, and and it's like the 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 shaming is unbelievable. The shaming of like I've okay. So then, so so he knew everything. I knew nothing, and I'm like I'm a smart, accomplished <laughs> woman. So I start getting a little bit you know, more well, I start getting myself mm-hmm. back after, you know, the separation with my husband and, you know, cause I, I went from one to the other week, it overlapped a little bit. And then like, um, I, so I started kind of getting, you know, I'm, I'm in recovery. I, I work, um, a 12 step program. And, um, so I, I really got back to my roots and I started to kind of get healthier and I started re- recognizing things you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, and my favorite part was not my favorite part. I say that in jest, but like, um, <laughs> to the outside world, he presented me with just like, he praised me in front of other people, mm-hmm. but then behind closed doors, so much shaming. Mm-hmm. And Which it's is very crazy. confusing. Is, it's so crazy confusing. Making. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, gaslighting to the nth degree right there it's so confusing. It's, it's more confusing than, cause you're like, wait, I don't understand. I don't understand any of this. You see, mm-hmm. you know, he's so speaks so highly of me in front of other people and to other people. But I realized over time that he's only just trying to make himself look really good. Yeah. Because his, his partner is amazing. <sighs> I don't, and I don't know how to amazing. do you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, it would take it would take someone of this caliber and of this level to even be with him, right? Oh, and oh and my gosh, I realized over. So when I started healing and I started to try to and I started getting healthier and I started doing some research on this and I started to figure out mm-hmm. how I needed to leave this relationship, I started realizing the things he would say. You know, he, no one could ever. And this is this is good stuff. You ready? This is great. <laughs> mm-hmm no one could ever be in a relationship with you. Like I have, like, look at all the things Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Like no one could do this. And I'm like, so I, in the relationship, it was positioned that I was the broken one and he Mm -hmm. was, and he was this, this amazing put together person. And I was the broken one and I needed to get unbroken. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and, and I would just say, I'm great. I'm, I'm doing such a good job. I'm healing. I'm in therapy. I'm, I'm working my 12 step program. Like there's nothing wrong with me. And I would, and I'm like, I know there's nothing wrong with me. And it was constantly like that. I'm the broken one and that I'm the bad one. And that like, um, and I, that there was no one that could do this with me, but him Mm. because no one would. Mm. And and how lucky, how lucky, of you, of, how lucky of you to have him and to and, constantly remind you how broken you are. Yeah. And absolutely. how much you need him. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I, it was so crazy. I put, and everything in my life revolved around that relationship and him and making him happy because he had so much chaos in his life mm. that he created himself but I was trying to constantly fix it. I mean, it was so toxic. I mean, I could, I could write a hundred pages on how toxic this relationship was. I mean, it was, there was something falling apart every day in his life and I was helping him put it back together. It was just so, it, it, nothing made any sense. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so I started to say, I knew that I needed to leave. I knew I needed to leave, mm-hmm. but, um, when you're with somebody like this over time, and I was only in this relationship for like a year, a little over a year. Mm-hmm. So lucky. I'm lucky for that. But um, your, your truth, 
your truth and your, in your, in your soul and your gut. Um, I didn't trust it. I didn't know who she was. I didn't trust mm. my truth because I had somebody that I thought I loved and trusted jumbling up my truth. Mm-hmm. And so I was scared to leave because I, yeah. he scared me. And I, and I don't know how to describe it other than the fact that he never put a hand on me. He never, he was very intimidating and manipulative, but he never hurt me physically. But at, towards the end, I was, I was genuinely scared of him. Yeah. Because I didn't yeah. know, because I, there was times I knew that my thought was correct and, and, and he would challenge my thoughts and, mm. and, and my truth. And I was scared. I don't know how to describe it. Does that, can you describe yeah. that? I don't know how to do it. Yeah. It, okay. This was the way that I would describe it. Whenever I was with my ex and he never, you know, put it, he never hit me. He would use physical intimidation and yeah. I was intimidated by him, but he never hit me, you know, type. And I, but, but this is how, when I thought about leaving, this is what I thought. If this is the way he treats me and he quote unquote loves me, what is he going to do to me when he hates me? Exactly. That was the question that always, and I also knew that it wasn't going to be as simple as one adult saying to another adult, this relationship is not working for me anymore and I'm ending it. Yeah, and you that can't he end be, it with a narcissist. And, he, and that he would respect me and my decision and say, well, I don't like it. However, if that's how you feel, I will respect your decision. I knew that that was never a conversation. It was never going to be go down like that. And it was just when getting to the point that I was ready to go through the hell, the hell I knew was coming when I tried to end this relationship. 100%. Girl, I know how you left. And I don't know if, if you have shared that part of your story, but I know for a fact, if I was married with children with somebody like this, I would go to a shelter. That's how scared I was of him. Yeah. I, I, there, yeah. I, I knew the day that I left, I had to, I literally, I sent him off to work. Everything was a normal morning. My kids went to school. He went to work. And then I went to my parents. We went to the women's crisis, our local women's crisis center. And it was being, I mean, it was like, go home, get everything in your truck, go pick up the kids yep. from school and flee to Georgia. And I live in Indiana and never go back. Like I've got the kids. I've got a restraining order. Don't yeah. contact me. And 100%. It just had, that was it. And, and, it's, could, it, and this could, is somebody yeah. that never put his hand on you. That's the thing that people don't understand. And right. I think that like, I think it's be, for me, it was because I didn't feel like my safety was shook and I, and it's hard to describe. And that's why when I talk to, it's really hard for me to talk to people that don't understand this because it is really hard to understand because there, there's psychological like webbing that goes on in this kind of mm. relationship that I was yeah. terrified of him. And, and it's like my truth and everything I knew was constantly challenged and then um, like gaslighted. And so it's mm -hmm. like, well, what is my truth? What is my truth? I don't know, you know? And, um, and I'll, I'll back up for just a second because it's sitting mm -hmm. on my heart, but like mm -hmm. it is abusive when somebody is constantly telling you what you're doing is wrong. Because you know mm -hmm. what? Fuck you. You don't know what is right or wrong. You don't know what is good or bad. And, uh -huh. and, and um, for me, and I understand suggesting things or wanting to make your partner better, but constantly picking at you every day about the little things that you do are wrong or you're not doing it the right way. Um, mm -hmm. You break somebody down slowly yeah. and surely. You break them down because when, when you don't give somebody autonomy in their life and, and to make choices and, and you, it's just, it sucks. And it's hard. It, it's like, a, it's slow. It slowly happens. This doesn't happen mm -hmm. at first because it's no. amazing at the beginning. It's amazing. Like everything yes. is perfect and you're getting everything mm -hmm. that you need. And you are the greatest person that they have ever, 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 ever met. 
and that is ego yeah. and it feels so good yeah and then all of a sudden you are the dirt of the dirt and you're yeah. broken and and I don't no one could be with you but me mm-hmm. and um it is it's so well, hard and it, it took me so this is how this is how I describe it. It's like, so at, in the beginning, in the honeymoon phase, I mean, there's literal phases. So if you want to look this up, there is, there are phases of an abusive, re, you know, relationship and it's a cycle that goes over and over again. But in the beginning, the honeymoon phase, you are the greatest thing ever. You know, you are the most beautiful person they've ever met. You're the most loving, caring, generous. I was spectacular. It's most spectacular. I was spectacular. But, what happens over time is like once they get to know the real you, once now that they know that, so those things that they complimented you on, that you were the fake, like you were putting on the yes. facade and that you drew them into you. <laughs> and in reality, you duped them because that was all fake. But and now everybody's they know the real you. Yeah, and everybody's the real got you is horrible. It's flawed. Everybody's flawed, mm-hmm. and and everybody yeah. has things, and everybody has all kinds. Life is messy, and mm-hmm. and I always kept thinking, you just want me to be perfect. Oh, I have a cool story though, really quick. I have a cool, I have okay. the coolest story. Okay, so I started to try to leave. It took me two therapists and everything in the I mean it was like I was terrified anyway so I knew I started to really understand gaslighting I really mm-hmm. started to understand because I, I had to prepare to leave I mean it took me like a couple months at sure. least two or three so anyway um so one day I knew like I was saying one thing and I was referring to something that we had done and he was like, no, Stacy, it was this way. And I, I knew my truth. I, I started to just, I was working with my therapist a ton and I just knew my, what the actual truth was and that, and I wasn't going to allow it to be manipulated. And it happened for the last time. I was like, I am done with this, but I didn't know who to talk to. And he had this, um, he was in a 10 year relationship with somebody and the way that he talked about her, I could see right through it. I could just, mm-hmm. the way that he talked about her, I was like, I just don't think that stuff is true. I don't know. And, um, and so he was with her for 10 years and they had, they had broke, been broke up for like, I don't know, a year or so, a year and a half, a year or so maybe before we met. So anyway, I looked her up on social media and I reached out to her because I was like, I feel insane and no one, I can understand what this is like. I reached out to her. Mm-hmm. And she was the most warm, wonderful, validating, loving human on the planet. I was wow. like, hi, my name is Stacy. And you don't know who I am, but I've been dating this person. And I really would love to talk to you. And so we, we, we connected on the phone two days later. And I just said, I mean, I was a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. And, and she, and I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to call you to talk bad about this person, but is he manipulative and abusive and blah, blah, blah. And she just sighed and she said, honey, it's going to be okay. I love you oh. right here. Wow. And we have had a wonderful relationship. We were on the phone two hours that day and the whole time I'm yelling, yes, yes, that's <laughs> me too, you know? And, it, and, um, and then we, we met for like four or five hours a couple weeks later and just really validate each other. And I was there to validate her, you know, cause she had this massive healing process too, after they broke up. And it was really interesting that she was like, Stacy, some of the thing, the things that he was doing to you was the things that he was doing to me towards the end. So it's progressive. It's like an addict, you know, it's like alcoholism. It gets worse yeah. and worse and worse. So she was like, he was doing those things at the end with me and starting off with you with that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, absolutely. And so how beautiful that, that, that she was willing to hold me and validate me and love me through a time where I felt like nobody understood because even as I'm, even as I've been talking for however long, I really feel like I haven't even described what it was like because it's really hard to describe. Yeah, 
it, it is very hard to describe and especially the emotional, the psychological, verbal abuse. Yeah. It's really, really difficult to get people to understand because it is like, I remember whenever I would tell stories, you know, it's one of those things like by itself. I mean, some of the things were pretty, were pretty bad. And like people would look at me like with these deer and headlight look, right. Like, oh my gosh. But the other stuff was just kind of like subtle Right. And on its own, you're like, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Exactly. Whenever you like say it out loud, it's not that bad. But when you have all of the, it, it is the daily incremental, little by little pecking at you, you know, just bit by bit that over time, like if you, if you isolate, you know, there may be some like big things that you're like oh yeah that and people would be like oh, yeah run but right. especially now I in mine I was married and so when you're talking about getting leaving and getting a divorce and I had two kids when you're talking about breaking up your family you know you're like oh my gosh okay so is it is it really that bad right you know, yeah is, is this worth ending my marriage over is this worth splitting up you know my kids having to go be in a broken home you know those are the types of things that you think about when you look at it on an individual like case by case yeah I'm 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 totally with you and it is an absolute it's it's just it's just a mind it's mind games it's mind games and and Everything started making sense to me, you know, like the, the, uh, the affection or what they, what they called it, it's something withholding. Um, there, there was a lot of, um, affection withholding, a lot of love withholding. Um, and I would ask, I would say, gosh, would, would you just hold me? Like I've had such a hard day and would you just hug me? And he would say, no, you need to figure that out yourself. And I was like, wow, I'm so alone in this. And, you know, and I'm like, but he would, but then, and then he would couch it in a way that you, you one day you'll be grateful that I say this because you'll be able to, you know, figure this stuff out all on your own and you won't, you know, you don't, you shouldn't have to need another person to make you to, to, uh, to soothe you. And I would say, but you're the one I love. And, and, um, that's what relationships are. You know, you, you, you help, you love on that person. He said, no, no, you need to do this yourself. Hmm. But yet didn't want you to be independent. Correct. Wanted you to be completely dependent upon him. Right. But then would tell you, you need to figure this out yourself. It's yeah. just so hard and, and everything. And then every day is like this. Every day there's something new, something new to, to go one way or the other. I need you, yeah. I want you to be so independent and then I need you to depend on me so much. And, and it was just so hard, but truly, you know, I'm going to go in after, after I ended that relationship. Um, it took a very, very long time. It didn't, not a very, very, cause you know, it didn't take that long. So but how I, did you end it? I think that's important. I think. Oh yeah. That's, that, that's the question people want to know. How do you leave? It took how do you forever. It? I was like, okay, this so relationship isn't working for me. And then he would do love bombing. You know, look it up. Yes. It's, a, it's a term. There's all these terms mm -hmm. in, our, in the, you know, so much love bombing. And I would be like, I'm so confused. And then, um, and then I had to just, honestly, I had to write a contract with myself. I had to say, this is my truth. This is my truth. And I had to write it down and say, this is my reality. This is my truth. Stacy, this is it. There's no wavering. And, um, I just had to stick to it. And absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because for me, one of the hardest parts of the relationship was the, um, the hope of, or the potential of in the relationship. There was there was never any ease or were or really settling in. It was always, um, 
it had the potential of because I needed to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Or he needed to do something in his work life or something. And so there was always this like this hope of the relationship's going to be a certain way or the you know. So um so I just had to put all that aside and just look at the facts and look at my truth. And really I did a ton of meditating and an insane amount of spiritual work because mm-hmm. whenever I got into that relationship. I took I my, the relationship with my God and just put it aside completely. I was I had no mm-hmm. room for that at all, yeah. and um, I knew that coming back to my spirituality, coming back to um, being led by my higher power, and being um, just ingrained back in that life was the only way mm-hmm. that I was going to do this. Yeah. And I had to pull yeah. from that. And, um, but truly it was making a contract with myself. What is, what is, what do I want out of this life? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. um, and then I just every single day move forward. So I, I, I tried to leave and then he loved mommy and then we got back together and then I tried to leave. And then I, and it was really beautiful is that I set boundaries. I set boundaries. Yes. That was the word I was looking for. I'm like, so what you're talking, what you're, when you're saying writing a contract, you're, you're setting your boundaries. I set you're boundaries absolutely. and he broke every single one of them. But if you had not made a, written your contract and set your boundaries, then you would have not, you, I call it like the checklist. You know, when you, when you make your break, what am I willing to accept? What am I not willing to accept? Yep. What am I willing to negotiate? And what are my absolute deal breakers? Yep. And what, you have to have that because if not, you don't have anything to compare it to. Exactly. But if you have it, then you can be like, nope. You can. You don't know they're breaking your boundaries until you have them. Until you have boundaries, it's so hard like, no. to like keep yeah. them. It's easy to make mm-hmm. them, and then it's hard to keep them because yeah. people are sly and they're manipulative. And I. And, and so the, the ex really, really was instrumental in helping me with my, how to think about it, how to, to do my, how to talk to him, how to do, how to speak in my wording, because you have to be very, 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 very good with your wording with these people. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and really what to say, not what to say. And I was able to set boundaries. He broke them. And to be honest, I, um, I was glad that he did because it was very helpful. And I sat at a coffee shop with my best friend, one of my best friends, and he was shaming and manipulating and gaslighting me in a text and stuff. And, um, she helped me block him. Yeah. Cause I said, I want to go to no contact whatsoever. I cannot have contact with you anymore. This is the very end. And he kept coming and coming and coming. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I ha- I just blocked him completely from everything and I couldn't do it myself. She had to help me. Mm-hmm. She sat there with me while I pushed the button and I went yeah. outside and I sobbed my eyes out. Mm. Yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. Of that, what my life was going to look a- like because the whole relationship was built on hope and potential. So I was like, mm. and so I had to let go of that. The relationship wasn't ever something it was just the hope and potential love. And I just had to let that stuff go. That is so good because it is, that is what keeps propelling it forward is because, you know, the, the hope, because there were those, this is so, especially like the first, you know, couple of months of these relationships, it is so off the charts, like um, unbelievably off the charts. fantastic. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. And you, and so in your mind, that is the reality of the relationship. Correct. And then you spend the rest of the relationship yes. trying to Queen. get back the, the, how it was in the beginning. 100%. Every single day. going to happen. It, it you will never. Chasing, you keep chasing the past. Yes. This is what you keep doing. A hundred percent. And you're like, I just want, mm-hmm. I want, I want him back when we first started that would that's who and and and, and it will never be that because it wasn't Mm -hmm. real right and um yeah 
and it, you're exactly right. And, and today, today I've, I have so many contracts with myself and one of them is I will not get into a relationship on the potential. I am going to get on wow. into a relationship on who that person is today. Yes. And like, yeah, you know, and, and that doesn't mean people can't strive and, and, and continue to be better, but it is like, I today am going to pick somebody mm-hmm. based on who they are today yes. and not who the, the potential of them to be one day is. Mm-hmm. Now this has, like I said, nothing to do with. I'm really trying to save or I want to be better at my finances or I want to be better at this, but I'm talking about like who they are. Yes. Their core values, who they are as a person. Right. What I tell, you know, whenever I, you know, I did the work and I, I said I had the potential disease. I always saw a guy's potential. Exactly. (laughs) Going to help them be that person. And, but so whenever I met, Mike, my husband, and, you know, we're human. And so we aren't perfect human. You know, we aren't perfect people. We all have our flaws. We all have things to deal with and that we're, you know, that we are trying to hopefully work on or be better each day. But I, you know, and so there's, he has his quirks. I have my quirks. And when I was thinking about being in a long-term relationship with that would hope, you know, ultimately lead to marriage, what I, this is what I had to tell myself. If he never changes anything about himself and he stays exactly the way he is right now, can I live with that for the rest of my life? Exactly. And if the answer is no, then, you know, then so be it. But it cannot be, I cannot live in this world that, well, if he changes this or if he gets better at that or if he quits doing this then and having that hope and dream that that day is going to come can I accept him as is you know no warranty (laughs) yeah as is you can buy as is and live with that I believe that you can train not train that sounds terrible you I can say gosh I really I really don't like it when you track in snow in the house. Like will you, can you, can you not do that anymore? <laughs> like you can, I can say that. And then you can say to me, Hey, you know, like you've never rinsed out, rinsed off your dishes. Can you rinse them off? Cause, cause that's gross. You know what I mean? And I'll mm-hmm. be like, sure. Yeah. But, um, but I, I think mm-hmm. that like asking somebody to you know, do something different is different than saying, Hey, will you change your personality? I don't like yeah. your personality. I don't like how you are this way. You're, you know what I mean? It's just, it, you can't, yeah. you're exactly right. I loved what you said. If they never changed a single thing, could I live with that my whole life? Yeah. That's a big question. You know, that's <sighs> a big question. So tell me where you are. So you, I think it's important you talk about the healing. You did the inner work. You did the healing. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about what that looked like. And then tell me tell me where you're at today. You well, know, I did you? so much um, therapy on it from the healing. And, and I think the, the main part of my therapy and my healing was to trust my truth. Again, mm-hmm. that was really yeah. hard for me to trust my truth again because I felt like everything was um, confusing and I didn't know what my truth was. And I felt like my, everything I thought was wrong. And, um, so that was the, that was the first part. And I did a ton of reading and listening and watching on narcissistic abuse, which was very, very, very validating. Cause again, it's very hard to understand. Yes. Then, um, I just dove head back into my spiritual fitness and mm-hmm. to the God of my understanding and just stayed in that space so much meditating in my truth I think that was for me the the biggest thing is the truth and and um and my value because your value and because you're so shamed um and you're never enough or good or everything you do is wrong or bad 
And so you have to, you have to, I had to get back to my value that I once saw. Cause I know inside of my soul and my gut and every fiber of my body that I am so valuable. And, mm-hmm. and I have always known that. And it was just, um, it was, you know, I was, I, I was, I was in a relationship where, you know, I couldn't, I was kind of gone from that. And so I had to come back to that and continue to do that work. I did an insane amount of codependency work um, because it brought out a codependent in me. And so I read books and I'm still reading books and audio books and doing all this work on codependency because I got really codependent in that relationship because it was so push and pull. It was so push and pull you know, one day he was in the next day he was out one day he was in the next day he was out. And I got so codependent and, um, and I really, really wanted to focus on that. And, and I've, um, I'm still doing a lot of that work. It is, you know, this does not define me. I'm, I'm far enough out from it now that I feel, I feel like there for a while, like any single person with a penis, I wanted to kill. I'm not kidding. If you were a man, I yeah. hated you. Yep. And now yeah. I'm feel better. I'm grounded. I feel like a person amongst people. I'm not better or worse. I just am. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, every single day to give my life and my will over to the care of God. And, um, mm-hmm. but it is, um, I can slip back into codependent behaviors. I can slip back into, um, some of these things, but you know, today I'm really, really, really grateful for that relationship because I have leveled up in a way that I could not even describe to you. I yeah. am a different human. I have, um, I, 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 I live in different vibration today. I totally do. And it's yeah. only because of that. Isn't that, am- isn't it amazing then when you get to that, when you get to that place and you're like, I, you know, that, that's what my, that's my work right there is, is getting, helping women to get to that place of where they end that cycle and they don't continually live in that cycle of going from one toxic relationship to the next toxic relationship. Absolutely. And, and understanding their value and worth as a human being, just because you are, just because you exist, you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you, you that you are you're worthy of it all well and you're a hundred percent right and to be yeah. honest it is work that I, I look at every single thing I do mm-hmm. if I want to get into a new relationship or I want to talk to somebody or whatever or I you know I want to entertain something I, I I work really I work really hard with my therapist still because I don't want to repeat patterns because yes. all this stuff comes from childhood. All this stuff is inner child work. So you, ha- I had to go back and look at everything. And then hmm. I, w- I don't want to repeat patterns. So I, I'm constantly like looking at the information and how I'm reacting to it and what people are doing. It's just, it's just a daily work and, and seeing my value and, and showing up and, um, and loving myself wholly, truly, completely. Yeah. And, and, and when I value myself that way and I walk Mm -hmm. around understanding my value, people are then going to understand my value. And I'm only going to attract people that are going to treat me a certain way. Yeah. Because you won't allow people who don't. I won't allow it. I absolutely won't allow it. Yeah. And it's because you now know what your boundaries are. And when they start crossing those, you are able to recognize it and you go, nope not gonna happen you yeah and it's easy to, to slip back into triggers or old behaviors so that way you, you have then, then then that's why you have people around you accountability partners therapists um coaches mm-hmm. like yourself you guys you are monumental for women to get back on track because there's no way that we're going to do this perfectly we're going to mm-hmm. fall back into old behaviors we're going to have triggers we're going to be insecure we're going to feel so valuable 80% of the time or 70% of the time. And then the people need to call you and say, 
you, you know, that they, they, they veered off the, t- t- the track and they need to get back on to their value because they let somebody treat them this certain way or whatever, you know, I mean, yeah. it is not, you don't just recover and move on. It's, I feel like it's a lifetime. Yeah. It's a process. So what, as we, as man, this has been a fantastic conversation. I love you so much. I love but you as, so much. <laughs> as we, you know, as we wrap up this conversation, what would you say the top, I don't know, three, five resources, books, things, what were the top, let's say top five things that were key in your healing and getting an understanding of narcissistic codependent behavior? Thank you for asking because I am a completely a huge advocate. So Dr. Romani has okay. the most incredible uh, YouTube series of uh, videos. She, she teaches you about narcissistic abuse. She teaches you every, like the, all of it's, it's unbelievable. The, the, the depth of resources. I've met other women that have been in these relationships and we're all like, Dr. Romani. Oh my God. You know, we're like obsessed. Um, for me, um, Facing Codependency is, is a, an amazing book that has helped me tremendously. Um, and there's just, there's so much in there. I mean, I've, I've read a couple different codependency books, but that, and then having a therapist, I have been meeting with a therapist twice a month, um, for several years. I started going to like every third week now, but that was, and, and so a, a coach or a therapist, somebody like yourself that understands it, um, Mm -hmm. is you, you can't get any better than that because, you know, I work a 12 step program, um, for my recovery and there's nothing like talking to somebody that understands there's nothing like it. You can't get it. You can't quantify that. Yeah. Um, so I think learning about it and armoring yourself and also just surrounding yourself with people that love you and understand because there are a lot of people around me that love me so much, but that always just, they just said the wrong thing. Like, just stop talking to them. Are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. There's that's not yeah. even a thing you can't, you, it's not, no, you mm-hmm. don't understand. Yeah. So, and, and that's what, that's what people who, who have it from the outside. It just seems so simple. Why don't you just leave? Why don't you just end it? You know, why don't you just hit block delete? You know, why don't you just, and right. the, like you said, the, the webbing, the, the mind webbing is, is intricate. And that's why you do need, it's not your, you know, God love your mom and sisters or best they, friend. They or want whatever. the best God for you, them. but they say always the wrong thing. <laughs> but yes. You definitely need someone who understands and can recognize what narcissistic abuse is, what codependency is, and can give, walk you through the steps and give you the validation that you aren't crazy and that the things that you think are wrong really are wrong, and then give you the resources and the tools to then understand what your triggers are and understand what those things are so that you can heal and not repeat those patterns again. And, you know, your, but your sister or your mom, you know, best friend or, you know, they're just like, girl, you're better than that. Stop talking <laughs> to them. Stop, stop talking, talking to them. them. I'm serious for a little t- about this because it's, it's only going to hurt you. I ended up just getting pissed off at my mom. You know, I mean, it was like, yeah. she was trying it's only from love. It comes from yeah. love. So learn about it. Watch Dr. Romney. Codependency. There's a 12-step program. Um, it's called CODA. On codependency, I think some of these things are really linked. Um, mm. And get a coach or a therapist. Carla, you are incredible. So they need to call you immediately. Um, so you can be their accountability partner, the person that validates them and, and keeps them on track. Because, you know, this is a daily, a daily job. And getting back yeah, on track because patterns show back up. And if you don't do the work, if you don't do the work, you're not going to get anywhere. I mean, you've got to dive deep into the root of the, of the issue here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, 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 and move up and, and level up and, and go on and kick ass. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's, you have to do the work because I am a firm believer that things present themselves, um, because it's a lesson that you need to learn. 
about yourself and that it will continue to present itself until you learn from it. You learn what you're supposed to learn. I, I'm a firm believer in that. And so in, until you do the hard work, and it's hard. It, it oh, hurts. it's terrifying. It's so hard. Because yeah. you got to look into your childhood. You got to look into patterns. You got to look in. Unfortunately, the worst part is looking into your part because I have a part yeah. in this. I kept choosing it. Um, it's, it's okay, but I have to understand that, like, I have to accept some responsibility. Yeah. Oh yeah. But- and, it, and it's not just going to go away and take care of itself. Nine times out of 10, if you have not done the work, the, the chances of the next relation you get, relationship you get in the next person that comes into your life, the chances of them being a healthy whole individual that you can have a healthy relationship with mm-hmm. are like slim to none without doing the work. A hundred percent because we attract what we are. I was mm-hmm. so unhealthy and, and I attracted an unhealthy person. Today yeah. I am a, times and time again, more healthy than I've ever been. And I will attract a healthy person and I will have, have, I have a contract with myself and I have Mm -hmm. boundaries and there's just, and I'm not going to allow people to treat me a certain way, but you're exactly right. You will go right back into there. Why, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you? I mean, nothing has changed. It's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yep. Amen. Amen. Queen, you are killing it. I love you. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. I love this conversation. I I have a feeling this is not our last last conversation. I know. I think I feel bad though, because I I feel like I, you know, you want to qualify yourself so much saying, yes, I've been in this kind of relationship, but I don't feel like I did because it's not like, oh, he hit me in the face and then he pushed me down. I mean, there's like, it's hard to describe. So I feel like I'm being, I'm, I'm feeling a little, um, I don't know. Uh, like, did I do a good enough job in describing oh, it? But I guess, you know, yes. God just spoke through me. So I'll just have yes. to leave it alone. You did a fabulous job of, of describing it, of describing the indescribable. You did a fa- fabulous job of that. I appreciate you sharing, continuing to be a storyteller and not uh, to share your story. And because, because this is how healing happens and this is how it gets out to other people. And so someone out there, you, you heard somebody that you needed to hear and get validation from, and now you're presenting your story and someone out there is going to hear it. And we get to perpetuate the cycle of good and the cycle of healing. Stacy, thank you so much for your bravery. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your willingness to help others um, and to get and to be their validation. People are hearing your story today and you're being their validation that the things that they think that are happening to them are wrong, really are wrong. And I just, uh, I love you. I love your heart. I love everything about you. Oh, I love you too. And you know what? I'll say this last thing. If you feel like something is wrong in your relationship and you can't put your finger on it, mm-hmm. really, really pay attention to that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, God bless you, Miss. God bless you. I love you. I love you too. Woo! And I will talk to you soon. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Was that episode with Stacey Godbold amazing or what? Oh my goodness. So much wisdom dropped. She is amazing. And I thank her so much for being a part of this episode. But I have some things that I want to share with you that I have coming up. I have a divorce recovery group that I think would be amazing for you if you are going through a divorce, if you have gone through a divorce, if you are in maybe a separation, maybe it's not technically a divorce, but you have ended a long-term relationship and you are wondering, where do I go from here? What does the future look like for me? If it was a toxic or uh, abusive relationship, how do you end that cycle of relationships? And how do you learn how to create healthy relationships moving forward? And that 
my friend, we can cover and get taken care of in my divorce recovery group. So go to CoachCarlaWeb.com to find out more about the divorce recovery group. I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching if you're not wanting to be a part of a group, but you'd like to work one-on-one -on -one in creating healthy relationships with yourself, others, and God. All of that can be found at CoachCarlaWeb.com. I encourage you to go there. And now let's cue the outro. Hello, my lovelies. If you're just getting introduced to me, Coach Carla, I invite you to follow me on all social media platforms at Coach Carla Webb. I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit CoachCarlaWeb.com to find all things Coach Carla. You can download a free checklist called Is This Love? to see if your relationship is healthy and checks all the boxes. Or you can check out what coaching programs I have to offer. You can even schedule a free call with me. So hop on over to CoachCarlaWeb.com and I'll talk to you soon.